Hi everyone, I'm Reggie Whitley. Thanks so much for joining me on the Open Vault Podcast. Hopefully, you'll hear something that'll inspire you, empower you, enlighten you, or just make your day a little better. Since you're here, don't forget to like, subscribe, and or follow, depending on the platform that you're tuning in on. And feel free to share this podcast onto your social media pages and with your friends and loved ones. First of all, hi, Reggie Whitley here. Let me just go ahead and let y'all know, you almost didn't have this episode nine, I tell you. I just, I don't know, I can't tell you how close I was to just pretending that I forgot all about this week's episode and just picking up for next week. Uh, My guest for this week has some conflicts of scheduling, so I didn't really feel like finding any replacement guests and I didn't know what I wanted to talk about myself I said, if you don't find guests, you're going to have to talk about something by yourself or you're just going to have to not do episode nine. So Saturday, I just sat down and recorded 18 whole minutes of podcast, 18 minutes. And after about 18 minutes, I was like, no, I don't really like where this is going. So I thought of another topic. And I recorded 22 minutes of the new topic, and I just started rambling and rambling. And so I was like, no, I don't want that either. So I deleted that one, and I really just gave up, to be honest with you. Um, I started thinking of some people to bring on, but then laziness set in, and I just didn't feel like reaching out to anyone. And then Saturday night, I was like, okay, either A, I'm going to have to think of a topic and just discuss that by myself, or B, I'm going to have to come up with a good enough excuse as to why there's no episode nine. Like, I don't really like to lie. I just prefer not to lie. Um, I don't even believe that lies have levels, you know, like little white lies, a lie is a lie, period. So. I would have had to lie to cover up the fact that we didn't have episode nine because I was trying to think of a way to be like, I accidentally left the episode in the drafts instead of submitting. Um, I'll just wait until next week. And I just didn't feel like lying. You know, that just, that just takes so much work. Makes me a little tired. So in my anti-lying, here we are. So, episode 9 means that we're at the end of the season. Remember, my method is 10 weeks on, 10 weeks off. We're going to do 10 episodes, and then I have like a 10-week break, and then we'll come back and do 10 more episodes over the course of 10 more weeks. And so far, I've had a blast with episode, I mean with season 1. I've already recorded episode 10. Even in episode 10, you're going to hear who my guests were supposed to be. Because, again, it's already been recorded, and I just don't feel like going on there and editing myself out, saying who my guest is going to be. But, anyway, it's scheduled to be released next Monday. So, I thought I was going to be pretty much done with the season. I think that's why I got a little lazy uh, with this one. But I've had a really great time. I started this not really knowing what to expect and not even knowing what I was doing. I just figured out, just get it started and figure it out as I go. And the weeks just flew by. So my initial goal for this season was to start off with myself just talking, giving a little information about myself, the goal of this podcast, for the first two episodes. And to bring on guests for episodes three through nine. 
and then close that with myself, episode 10. Well, episodes 1 and 2 went as planned. It was just me. Episodes 3 through 8 went as planned. We had guests, and boy, did we have a great time with our guests. Um, but I decided to bring on a surprise guest for next uh, week's episode, which is our season finale, because we're going to do an announcement together. So I guess episode number nine is kind of the see you later episode that I wanted to end to be. Not goodbye, because episode, I mean, season two starts sometime in December. Um, that will be announced probably at the end of this episode, the exact date. So. You know, because this wasn't planned, episode 9 wasn't planned to go this way, I'm pretty sure it's going to be super short. As a matter of fact, I think I'm almost done talking, okay? But before I go, I wanted to just do my segment that I call See the Light. Of course, See the Light is to highlight the positive, uplifting stories that don't make the everyday news. So often, news outlets highlight the bad, the sad, the negative, the depressing, the horrific stories, news stories that go on without adding any positivity to the news. So I said, let's not look at all the bad stories. Let's highlight some good. So my first See the Light segment story is about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know, in the 90s, it was one of the most popular sitcoms um, in the 90s. It was with Will Smith and so many other people. Something that's been long talked about about this show in its popularity is the fact that there are two Aunt Vivs or Aunt Vivians on the show. Toward the end of the third season, um, Janet Hubert, who was the first Aunt Viv, left the show. Some say she was fired. Some say she left um, on her own. But we ain't, it don't matter what I think. Uh, but she left and there was a whole huge feud between Janet and Will Smith. And so over almost 30 years, literally, a feud has gone on between them. They've bashed each other. Other um, cast members have come out and spoken against Hubert. Uh, it's been a big fiasco, I guess you can call it. And in 2017, Janet even posted on um, her Facebook page, there will never be a true reunion of the Fresh Prince. I have no interest in seeing any of these people on that kind of level. That was just three years ago in 2017. But after over 27 years, it seems that the feud has ended. A couple of weeks ago, on the 30th year anniversary of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air debut, Will Smith posted a, po a photo of himself and the surviving cast of seasons 4 through 6 along with a separate photo of him and Janet Hoover. He called it the For Real Banks Family Reunion, and he says it is soon to be coming to HBO Max. I don't even know what HBO Max is, but you better believe your boy's going to find out because I want to see this reunion. But, of course, we don't know what happened. We don't know what was discussed. We don't know if the meeting was good between the two, if they, you know, left on good terms or not, but... It just shows progress after a 27-year feud. Can we normalize making amends and mending relationships? I mean, looking at these two and how they literally bashed each other um, on so much, so many public platforms on radio shows, talk shows, different interviews in magazines, in books. 
um, so many places over the course of 27 years, but they've come together and at least had a conversation. You know, that's almost three decades. And I feel like others should be able to make amends too, especially if you're a few with somebody as petty. I'm not, I don't know y'all's business, but it's rare that we find people who have 27 year fuse, period. Um, you probably ain't mad at nobody for 27 years, okay? But these people were mad at each other for that long, almost 30 years. That's longer than I've been alive. They've been mad at each other since before I was born. And they've at least come together and had a discussion and were able to smile for a picture. <laughs> if they weren't really smiling, they at least smile for the picture. So let's normalize that. And what better time to do it than now? In case you didn't know, today is International Day of Peace, also known as World Peace Day. The International Day of Peace has been celebrated each September the 21st since um, the United Nations established it in 1981. And they established it for all humanity to commit to peace above all differences and to contribute to building a culture of peace. Promoting world peace doesn't have to be something that's like a huge public fiasco. It can literally be something as simple as sending a text or an email or making a phone call to someone who you had a little falling out with. You'd be surprised how much better you'd feel after doing it. And it doesn't have to be that difficult. You can make a phone call, send a text message and explain how you feel and explain why you feel that way. And you can even ask for forgiveness from that person. You're doing something for yourself. It's really not for the other person, but you'd be surprised at how you may help the other person as well. Push beyond the difficulty, push beyond the awkwardness, and just do it. I'm not going to say that it's easy because I can't promise that. It might be a little difficult for you, but I can promise that it will be worth it. So, see the light story number two. A Chicago church purchases groceries for over 1,300 families. The pastors and members of Transformation Church in Chicago hosted Harvest Fest Drive-On Food Giveaway 2020 and fed 1,300 families in the month of August alone. During this drive-in giveaway, 3,000 boxes of food were given out, and they also provided for one um, senior citizen building and two community shelters. And they didn't stop there. As of today, I just I, I had never heard of this church before, but I looked it up, and as of today, they have fed over 2,500 families. This is something that I have seen done in countless cities by countless organizations, and it's really exciting and heartwarming to see that people are coming together and using their resources to help others, especially during um, the COVID pandemic. I've seen it even in my hometown, and my friend Romelda, hey Romelda, has been giving out food and uh, food boxes, school supplies, face masks, you name it, she done gave it out. Uh, to her community. And she doesn't do it to look good. She don't want any bragging rights or nothing. She really just does it because it's her passion and because she just has a heart to help people. Romelda easily gives out 800 boxes per event. And there are so many others who have done things to make this possible. You know, she gets so many donations. 
other people in other cities see what she's done and they do it too. And I think that it's amazing because people actually need help. You know, people have always needed, there's always someone who needs help, but especially during the pandemic. So many people need help and it's good to see that people aren't being selfish and aren't just looking out for themselves and doing for themselves and giving to their friends. People are going out and they're giving by the multitude, just so much to so many people. And they're not even looking for anything in return. So now let's talk to the people that's receiving these boxes and groceries and other free items. Let's normalize not complaining about what you receive. Huh? Doing this for you, Romelda. This one is for you. Can we not give the people hosting these giveaways a hard time? Um, I hear so many stories, not only from Romelda, but from some other people who do these. And I read stories about how people, and I even see videos showing how people go down there acting a plum fool. Not just here in, in this city, but so many places with so many different giveaways. People really act, act crazy. Can we normalize gratitude? Can we just be grateful? Can we get what they give us and, you know, go on? If you're going down there, why are you why are you acting up now? I've never been, but I hear that the lines be long as I don't know what, but it moves pretty fast and you're going to get your stuff fast and you're going to go on. Why y'all acting up? Why y'all acting crazy? Hmm. I don't know. And let's also understand that saying I'm not complaining, but Let's understand that saying that it's complaining, beloved. Y'all still complaining. Just because you have a disclaimer before your complaint saying that it's not a complaint doesn't mean it's not a complaint. Still a complaint. Let's stop complaining, okay? People and organizations go through a good bit of work to make these giveaways happen. You know, they don't just come together overnight. And if you don't like what's being given out, then just stop going. You don't have to, like, nobody's making you go. Stop going. If you got enough of something, don't go back. <laughs> just don't go back to get anything else. Stay at home. It's just that simple. And I'm really laughing in my head because I can hear Ramelda just screaming, Thank you. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, Ramelda. You're welcome. See the light final segment, I mean, final story. We have Terika Lynn Smith. Terika Lynn Smith is a self-proclaimed female real estate guru, and she has released her very own black-owned board game. Um, this board game is called Developers, and it is a game that teaches generational wealth through real estate investments. Terika says that uh, she wants everyone to experience generational wealth, not just the 1%. She received the idea in a dream. She said that she just had a dream. She woke up. She wrote it down on paper, met with her partners, and the rest is history. The developer's board game is for people who want to learn about new ways of investing, for people who use real estate or want to use real estate to diversify their portfolio, but they don't know where to start. Is for people who want to create generational wealth for themselves, for their family, for their grandchildren, and more. It's for people who want to equip their children with the knowledge to invest wisely. Or it's for people who want to earn income while they sleep. 
Personally, I think this game is genius. I've seen the board game, uh, pictures of it. It's available for pre-order now. You can learn what millions pay thousands of dollars uh, to learn in a fun way for a fraction of the cost. Listen, I've already pre-ordered mine, and I'm excited to get it. It's available for pre-order now. They're going to ship it in December. What a great way to start off 2021. You can pre-order developers at developersboardgame.com. And I think it'll be well worth the investment. Wasn't paid to do that. <laughs> I really think this will be good. Um, so that wasn't an ad. That was, say, honest, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know what you want to call it. So we may as well normalize investing in ourselves and in the generations to follow. I mean, we've normalized things in every other story. Why don't we normalize investing and being that person who makes it happen for the following, the, the upcoming generations? So it's kind of time now, been time out, but I'll just make the announcement now in case y'all didn't know. It's time out for passing down generational debt instead of passing down generational wealth. So starting today, do something that your children and their children and their children and so on will thank you for. Do something that will literally outlive you. Can we normalize that? That's something that's so simple. It's as simple as pre-ordering this board game. You can teach because that's generation, generation, generation. You're passing down to your children, teaching them. Your children will now have this knowledge that they can pass down to their children, so on and so forth. And it promotes, again, generational wealth. Well, I didn't even make it a 20 minutes. I thought I was going to give y'all at least 20 minutes, but uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> nah, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. I'm done. That's it. That's all, folks. Um, thought I was going to go a little longer, but that's okay. But oh, well, join me next Monday. I have a surprise guest with a surprise announcement. It's our season finale. So I will see you next week.